Welcome to Thrive in the Future podcast, positive solutions to help you thrive, designing your intentional life, homesteading, gardening, and rediscovering culture and tradition. Are you thriving this summer? Join the thriving community telegram group where we share our real world successes and failures on homesteading, gardening, and designing your intentional life. For example, this week we've talked about Homestead Padres focaccia bread, Adventures at the Farmer's Market, which we'll also cover in this episode, Forging Henbit to add to pear cider and as a garnish, Planting Trees with Humanure, yes, really, and How I Was Wrong About the Chicken Feather Sexing Technique. That's using the feathers of the chicken to figure out what the sex is on new chicks. So I ended up with several roosters that I swore were hens. So come join our Thrive in the Future Telegram community at signup.thriveinthefuture.com. And check out Thriver News. It's thriving community news without the noise. It's where Perpet and I have more long-form articles about different topics, including homesteading, intentional living. For example, some of the things we've had here is how to make comfrey salve or balm on the fly, uh, the challenge of being present, basically musings from around the fire pit, teaching kids that failure is an option, a food forest walkthrough of year three, what worked and what didn't, and other things like that. How to make your own vinegar, etc. So check it out at thriver.news. Welcome back to Thriving the Future. This is part two of our homestead chat with Homestead Padre, and then in this episode, Grant Payne joins us. We talk about Grant's new piglets when we talk about Grant's plans for his nursery, where he's taking discards and cuttings from a local nursery, rooting them out, and turning them into plants that he could sell later. Let's get to the episode. Hey, Grant's joined us. All right. Hey, Grant. So what's new on the... Grant's the IBC king. He's got raised beds or IBC totes, his his, uh, pig enclosures, IBC totes. And uh, so what's new in... uh, What's new in the homestead? I would say the only thing that's new is the pigs mm-hmm. in the IBC totes now have babies. Um, oh, really? You had piglets? So, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so that's it. I'm still doing school. And um, so I'm fixing to start my another semester. I'm finishing out this semester right now. With uh, five classes um, in the summer, next semester I've got five more classes, and then I'll have one more semester after that, and then I've graduated mm-hmm. with an associate of horticulture science, and then I'm going to start working. Great. Uh, yeah, I was didn't, you get big... a, didn't you get a job at school? Uh, no. So they <laughs> a funny story about they ended up um, hiring someone completely different um, that nobody knew that they were applying for the job. Um, okay. So it was, a again, it's what they wanted. So again, it's allowed me to open up my schedule and then ended up taking, you know, a full load last semester and this semester, and I will do the same next. And so the one thing I've been focusing on now is I'd say what I would call my business plan, mm-hmm. um, figuring out barrier pricing and cost, the actual cost of business, running a business, creating 
and uh, selling um, not just, uh, you know, the, the vegetables, but getting into like start small scale meat production with chickens. Really? And then get into get into higher things like hogs and cows mm-hmm. um, and then start my nursery business. The cost to your mental health is high. Yeah. <laughs> is it though? I mean, it sounds like you would be, you know, as much as I'm already doing now. <laughs> um, well, what I tell people is it's a, it's a different set of stresses. You're just trading one set of stresses for another set. Yeah. I would rather have the stress of animals than, than the mental drain of going to school. I would rather be physically tired than mentally tired. I agree with that. Because, you yeah, know, as much as I, I appreciate what I have learned and people I've met during this program, I come home either between, you know, 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. It really depends on the day and the weather. But no matter what time I get home, I'm like, I don't, I have no mental energy to get up and do anything. And especially with it being summer, it was like you get home. I'm getting home at the hottest part of the day. Just like, well, I'm not going outside. I'm not going back outside after I've just spent a 40 minute drive in the truck with air conditioning. <laughs> so it's, and I don't you know have there any... in your truck. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm it... <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> um, my air conditioning I... depends on my speed. <laughs> you know what? And, I did that uh, the entire month of June. I ended up having to do that in my dad's suburban because I didn't have a truck at the time. I didn't have a vehicle. Uh, so, yes. But the whole time, turns out the suburban had air conditioning. Uh, just didn't, we, we just didn't know that it worked because it hadn't been working. Oh. So, yeah, I my, did out. My compressor blew sitting in a red light. Oh, wow. That was. That was uh, not fun. I thought yes. my old engine blew up. <laughs> yeah, so the one thing I'm doing math on right now is mums. If you have the space to grow mums, it, it's relatively simple. Um, the, the cost of entry is is not cheap. You need – I mean, well, the barrier to entry for mums is as low as $500. But if you're wanting – I don't start small. So I would probably – Start with raising out 3,600 mums the first year. Do you have enough uh, demand for that? Well, that's that's the thing is it, there's always demand for mums every fall. Okay. So it's like as soon as people start decorating for Halloween and fall, bam, there are people going to start buying mums. And so my girlfriend works for Pike Distribution in Ringo, and they've already started – they already started their mums back in May, uh-huh. and they and they've increased the price of their mums by like twenty percent, up up from last year. When, in my opinion, it was completely unnecessary because the margin on mums is ridiculous. So the average markup for plants is two to three and a half times what the plant costs to make. You, it's usually always closer to three to three and a half. So 
each mom cutting, each rooted mom cutting with a tag costs about 53 cents. The pot is about 26 cents. And then the dirt's about about 25 cents as well. So you just got a little over a dollar in each pot. So you multiply that by three. Well, that's like three dollars and 60 cents. Mm-hmm. Moms usually sell for seven to eight dollars at the price we'd be growing them at. So first year we could easily clear 20 grand and we would only have to sell 500 to make our money back. Really? And then the other, the other, you know, a couple thousand would be complete profit and we could sell those as low as we really wanted to, if we just had to get rid of them. Um, But I'd probably price around six to $7 and then just sit up on the side of the highway in front of a storefront. And then you would, you would sell them like crazy. Really? I feel like I feel like you would. And it's something that has such a low cost of entry and such a such a good return. It'd be worth a shot and be a very good thing to do first year on a farm. Yeah, that sounds good. How's your yeah. uh, how's your thing going with the uh, moving out to your grandma's land? Did that come together? It is moving forward in the process. She was told by the judge that she is that she was allowed to get somebody out to appraise it and survey it so mm-hmm. then it could proceed to be sold the only problem is in our area there's a 6 week wait for surveyors sure so that's that's an issue we're kind of waiting on that and when that happens we should know within a week or two of the survey being done if we're going to get it or not and we'll, however that ha- whatever happens is with if we say here or go, I'm still going to proceed. Trees are going to be cut down. Um, I'm going to probably dump out all of my garden beds and completely refigure them and then refill them. It sounds like a lot of work, and it is, yeah. but we have a tractor now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can easily fill them back up because as I want them. The garden spot has outgrown where it is. Um, I did not put in enough forward thought as to sun. I made like the biggest mistake you could when building a garden, especially a raised bed garden. Cause you, you can't fix that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is it only gets three to four hours of sun. Yeah. And so my tomatoes this year are really struggling. Um, my cucumbers are doing great. My loofahs are doing great. Um, I fixed my vine bore problem by just, getting out the worms and then burying the, the, all the, like the whole stems back up and they'll recover, they'll recover uh, extremely well from that. Hmm. Um, but I've also just been extremely busy with school. I've been, you know, five classes is a lot of, is a lot um, just to keep up with. Right. And so I've kind of put everything on pause and realize, and it's been a struggle for me to realize that's okay. You know, I am going to school. The only problem is I feel like I'm not moving forward. Uh, I am in the sense of I'm doing, I'm at school. I'm doing, you know, all the learning, some learning, but I'm not really coming home and progressing any uh, physically, like growth wise outside. Um, I'm getting a lot of things set down where, okay, I have a plan to do this and I, I have an idea how to do this. I kind of know I'm learning more about this and that and how to 
transform where we're, where we're going to be mm-hmm. wherever we are at the end of the year into something more useful. Um, so there's that. Okay. Cool. So you planning out your fall garden? Um, I think I actually am going to do that this year. I've never done the only fall garden I did was I think in 2020 or 2021. I planted, I say about 6,400 seeds, mm-hmm. and two weeks later, my nana died. Oh yeah, and Sorry. I didn't go outside for weeks. So I didn't water anything. I didn't do anything. So it just fizzled out, and I really never tried to go back with a winter garden. I've just always um, mulched everything down with mm-hmm. grass clippings and leaves and just let, let it sit till summer. So I'm probably going to try to do – I have rabbits this year, so I'm going to try to grow them some, 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 leafy, some leafy greens and, and get into that. Sure. Good. So what kind of crazy stuff you got going on? Besides mums, you always have some wild project you're working on. I don't, I think I have calmed down a little bit. <laughs> I don't, I, I haven't, I haven't cut up any more totes. Um, I've left everything at the same level. I haven't expanded. Well, that's not true. I did add about eight this year, but I've already filled them up with, you know, perennial bulbs, irises canna lilies stuff like that mm-hmm. um just because they've been given to me uh so that's that's what I, I did that and i i've just kind of been relaxing just not really relaxing just good stuff I put this um i feel like my patience is particularly being tested in this season of of me um so i've been my, I've just been having my patience tested a lot. Well, that's because you got a girlfriend now. You're going to no, get patience tested. You know, it's not, it has <laughs> nothing to do with her. Really you get your fiance, right? Yes. <laughs> um, you know, she's great. It's great. We, we have had disagreements, but um, it's just no really fights. It's like, okay, well, let's just sit down and talk it out because I just don't have any, I don't have any reason to be, you know, irritated right um but it's like no it's like the animals other people uh myself where i'm at where you know i'm i see i seem to be missing all the achievements i have done how much growing i have done i guess with myself and with school and the information i know because i'm not seeing that reflect in what i want to do outside mm-hmm. you know I can't, I have no space to really, you know, put down any, any permaculture gardens. You know, I have, you know, dozens of fruit trees, but I have no place to really put them out. So I've just been really learning. I would say, okay, the craziest thing I have going right now is so destiny. She works at Pike distribution in Ringgold. She brings cuttings from Pikes of coleus lantana begonias stuff like that because they'll they fertilize every single day every time they water their stuff gets fertilized with like a 20 20 20 yeah 
So what's so crazy is they have so much foliage growth. So much twenty twenty. My gosh, it's it's diluted down. That's probably yeah. like the standard for like nursery. Uh, okay, it's just like a diluted twenty. Good lord. So but at least that's what we use at school. Yeah. So she's bringing home all these cuttings, and I'm like, she brings them home. I'll and we'll sit together. I'll have the dirt made, and we'll root them. So we have, I think, twenty six one or two gallon pots of coleus hmm. we have 54 half gallon pots of lantana we have two flats of begonias we have four flats of herbs and spices uh two three flats of, of verbena and it's all this stuff that she's bringing so when i graduate my goal is to eventually us to be going to work at the same time in the same car just going to work together while we build our stuff at home mm-hmm. to basically supplement our income and use that to pay for everything. Cause then, you know, year one by 300 meat chickens, um, for, uh, pretty much 200 to eat ourselves. Uh-huh. I mean, cause you try to get down. I want to try eat. I need, I eat like two pounds of protein a day. Mm-hmm. So Doing the and then with her doing the math of a person eating like a, a couple eating three pounds of protein a day, and kind of cutting in a a part of that for uh, like chicken and then beef and pork and so forth, and then try to go ahead and have a hundred of those sold and potentially prepaid for, and then that's you know three hundred meat birds. We have a hoop house with vegetables. We have a mum pad with thirty six hundred mums. It gives us a good solid year for for us to be potentially on our first year on the farm. We could make more at the farm than me and her would make both working the job. Wow. That's the goal. So the thing is with Pike, there's so much waste product. There's so much plant material that they throw away. Mm-hmm. If me and her are working there full time, and we have, and I'm trying to talk to my other friends that we, they go to school with to go work there too. So, so you, don't like, get, you don't get in trouble for, you know, lifting some plant material? No. But see, the thing is, they cut it off and throw it in the, in the hopper. They throw it in the trash. Oh, I see. So I could leave with a truck bed full of plant material every day, bring it home, cut it up, root it out, make my own. And then I have plant material I could then sell to wholesalers, landscapers people you know go to pretty just pretty much just kind of hustle it wherever i can <laughs> and you're um, a side, you're a side hustle dude man so if if we're able to fund our nursery through cuttings from pike nursery like they'll throw straight up whole rooted plugs away they'll throw them in the trash can because mm-hmm. they don't have any more um they, they don't need any more They've already had, they've already hit the number they need to grow. They throw the rest of them away. Hmm. So we're, that's kind of the idea is kind of build our nursery from the scrap of Pike nursery. Right. And I feel like that would be a very good way to supplement cost. That's pretty good. So very good. Thanks guys. Thanks for joining me this evening. Give me an update on your homesteads. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Thriving the Future podcast. 
like us and follow us on your favorite podcast app. So lately on Thriving the Future, we've been talking about things that you may not hear on other podcasts. So if you like what you hear, then shoot us a tip on Cash App at Dollar Thrive in the Future at Venmo at Thrive in the Future, or join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Thrive in the Future. You can get early episodes. You can get extra episodes with, with Perpend. Some of the examples are last year we did a a tour of Watkins Mill, and you can really hear the difference of where Perpin's mindset shifts to wanting to go to an intentional community in Kansas City and then also to the monastery. In addition to that, got the extra episode with Cyprian, a whole 25 minutes where he talks about crypto, he talks about risk to your wallet, and also what is a cargo cult. That's on the thriving Patreon, patreon.com, Thrive in the Future. Next time on Thrive in the Future podcast. Coming up on Thrive in the Future, William Horvath from Permaculture Apprentice will be joining me to talk about permaculture type one errors. That's coming up on Thrive in the Future.